What's good, Bucket Busters? This is your host, Ro Zapanta, and this is my co-host, the glorious, the notorious, Tim Johnson. Rip said, hey! And this is the Busted Bucket Podcast, locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the City of Roses, the City of Bridges, Stumptown PDX. We are a show with no rules, just a couple of friends who so happen to love Portland basketball. Tim Johnson. Yes, sir. How you living, my friend? Doing good, brother. Doing good. Good to see your face again. Good to see you too, man. And it's good to see some wins in the columns with our Portland Trailblazers. I mean, we had a loss against the Grizzlies, another loss against the Grizzlies, then a win, a get-right game with the Pacers, and then we just demolished, absolutely demolished the Grizzlies. Tim, what did you think of these games? You know, let's just skip over the last two games in our losing streak because no one really wants to talk about that right let's talk about absolutely not i'm tired of that man i'm tired of talking about losing absolutely and i tell you what man let's talk about anthony simons let's talk about the savior of our of our blazer season right now (laughs) (laughs) at least for that game right man like that ant-man that man went off like nobody's business uh, tied the NBA record with nine straight three-pointers. He had 27 points. I mean, 90% from beyond the arc. That's insane. That is insane. Have you, have you ever shot in your pickup games? Have you ever shot 90%? No, I don't Dude, think I'm, so. I'm telling you right now, I pro- I've, the best I've done is probably 9%. <laughs> but, you know. Hamperty Simons was legitimately just absolutely on fire ant man he was a fire ant i mean i don't know how else to say it like he actually put life back into rip city i'm just gonna straight up say it you talk about the the pulse of of twitter world it was depressing it was so depressing especially losing after after losing to the grizzlies two times at home yeah it two was times rough, at man. home it was rough and you know we had a series in in the bubble and we handled them we handled the grizzlies we beat those guys and to come back and for the regular season and lose two home games man that was really depressing but ant-man he saved the season like you said he seems like he saved the season because now we have hope the team is lifted i mean and the way that anthony was getting his points i mean can he catch and shoot or what? I mean, I don't really like him being a distributor or a decision maker. Oh, no, not at all. catch and shoot? Yeah, I mean, if he, he wants to go money. out there and play the two, absolutely, any day. Except, uh, you know, I think I think <laughs> he had delusions of grandeur in this second game here. Uh, technically, the third game against the Grizzlies, <laughs> right? Um <laughs> You yeah, know, he didn't he yeah. didn't do so hot this game, but you know what? I like I like the confidence and I like the confidence that that his teammates have instilled in him and and, and the confidence they have with him taking the the shots because you know when 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 we make the playoffs, whether it's in the play-in or not, we're going to need somebody like that. We're going to need that kind of production even even if it's just a spark for a game or two within a series. Like you're going to need that coming off the bench. Um, especially if, if Powell keeps laying goose eggs, like he had, a, he had a slow start tonight. Um, obviously he came through with 24 points, but, um, you know, he, he was playing a little slow tonight in the first half. It took him a minute to catch his groove. 
Yeah, I want to say like maybe in the second quarter against the Grizzlies, this this last game against the Grizzlies, he started to attack the rim more after he saw that like his shots just weren't falling through. Mm-hmm. And you know when you when you have a slump, because the the game before he ended up with a goose egg. Yeah, he had zero points. Yeah, this game he's attacking the rim more often. All of a sudden he started finding his shot after getting to the free throw, and that is just such a vet move. Man. I mean, that's what a good that player is does. a vet move. Yeah, absolutely. He's get to the line, get your shot back, and that's what Norman Powell did. Twenty four, four and five, did great. And then Dame, Dame had twenty three points, and CJ had twenty six. So our three guard starts, our starters, went absolutely nuclear this game. Yeah, I mean, I loved it. One one thing we we actually don't even really have it in our outline here, but uh, you know, one thing I think bears mentioning is is how good Carmelo's been playing the last couple games. I mean, he's done yeah. really well for us. I mean, he, the the previous game, he was on fire. He took over. Yeah. Um, Definitely. I mean, and this game, let's he ends see. up... What did, what did Carmelo end up with here? 22 20, points? 22 points tonight. I mean, he... He was looking, he was looking smooth as ever, man. And and I gotta say, you know, we talk about the the best that Dame plays is when he's upset, right? It kind of seems like yeah. it's the same way with Melo, man. You piss off Melo, and he's coming at you. He's coming for the jugular. <laughs> I mean. I love that this bench is coming alive because I think one of the biggest criticisms for the Blazers and just people have just been waiting, waiting for this team to hit, really hit their stride. And we've been waiting for this bench to really hit their stride. I mean, having Ant-Man catch fire, having Carmelo being productive, and then the addition of Rondé Hollis Jefferson um, to add some, some defense onto that bench, I think has really changed things up. I mean, Tim... We've signed him for the rest of the season. What 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 have you seen that you've liked for Rondé Hollis Jefferson? Yeah, I mean, I think he brings in some good energy, right? He's he's active on the defensive end. I mean, for that for that matter, he's active on the offensive end. It's just you know a lot of times doesn't pan out for him. But you know, it, it's all about movement and, and really what what we want him in there for is defense anyway. My, I'm I'm glad you brought him up because what I'm curious about is. Where in the heck did Derrick Jones Jr. go? Where is that man? Seriously, I don't think I don't think he I played mean, any minutes. I mean, minutes what, this is game, that part he? of the game plan? They never or? put him in DNP. I I don't remember seeing him. Um, in fact, I don't. I I'm don't not sure think if he's he in the doghouse. More than maybe five minutes but... in the previous game. No, he he did not. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think you're I, absolutely I, right, and it's kind of curious. That he got a DMP because we actually really like Derek Jones Jr. And it seems like I don't know if Jimmy Butler had anything to do with this, but ever since Jimmy <laughs> Butler's comments about Derek Jones Jr. and getting rid of him, and that's why they're so connected on defense now, he just has not been playing. It's so weird. It's so weird because I think that Derek Jones Jr. is a plus defender, he's also a good slasher, but you know, if you're in the win column for two games, you kind of want to steady that ship. You want to keep the ball rolling, right? Ride the hot hand, as people yeah, say. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think you're you're hitting the nail on the head here. You know, we signed Rondé Hollis Jefferson. He plays a decent couple of games, and then, you know, now that we're starting to win and he's putting in some decent minutes, it's like, you know, do you shake it up again? Do you, do you risk that? 
by throwing in a guy you've been starting. I mean, I look, I'm still hypercritical of Stotts throwing in a guy that he just signed on a 10-day contract that he has no idea, you know, what he's going to get from over a guy you've yeah. started all season. But, you know, maybe that's Absolutely. maybe that's one of his Hail Marys that might pan out, you know? I'm still waiting to see TJ Leaf. Yeah, I mean, only only time will tell. And speaking of time will tell, Nurkic looked very active today. Very, very active today. I mean, Valanchunas, he's no slouch. And he made him look like a slouch. I mean, Nurk, it only shows that he had like 15 points, 9 rebounds. And then I feel like he had a couple blocks. Let me take a look here. He looks like he has one one block, one steal, and nine boards. Sorry. But he just seemed to be very active, especially mm-hmm. on the defensive end. He seemed to tie everything together. And it gives me hope that maybe we're seeing the Yusuf Nurkic of old. What do you think, Tim? You know, I wouldn't go that far. I, I really wouldn't. I still think he doesn't, okay. he doesn't okay. look right yet. He, he, he's yeah. not looking right to me. I think he's still got to get some conditioning under his belt. But, you know, his his touch around the rim seems to be coming back. Um, you know, he's he's getting in guys' faces, which is good. His legs still seem a little slow, though. Not as slow as my man Cantor's, but <laughs> still kind of slow. <laughs> uh, you know, still I, I, I think... Slow, yeah. Yeah. I think I think on one hand we're in a tough situation because we do have a couple of bigs that that can't move very well. They're not very athletic, but on the same hand, we got a couple of bigs that can occupy some space and have a decent touch around the rim. One of them is a historical rebounder. <laughs> we we can say that yeah. now, right? Like like Cantor is is we can, we can say that. Like he's going down in history as one of the greatest rebounders ever, right? Um and you've got Nurk, who's who has shown that he can he can do all the same things Cantor can do, and more when he wants to. So it's just a matter of you know him getting his conditioning in and and actually wanting it. Like you know he had a what I said last time. He can have a great game. What's going to be telling to me is in the next game, if he comes out just looking completely wiped, right? Like if he comes yeah. out and and just lays an egg i'm not gonna be that surprised yeah i i wouldn't be that surprised either but i i just think it's very encouraging and this game i mean he just looks so connected you know and our defense looked very connected and which is something that absolutely surprised me i mean it brought a whole nother energy um to that building to to memphis yeah where i mean we were just it seemed like we could do no wrong on the defensive end. And the reason why I'm saying that is, I mean, I'm going to read the advanced stats here. You know, our, our five starters, Powell, Covington, Nurkic, McCollum, and Lillard, the highest defensive rating was Rocco, Robert Covington. And as reference, defensive rating, you want it to be as low as possible. That means it's good. Covington, who's our defensive specialist, right? Mm-hmm. Had the worst rating defensively in this game. Absolutely of, surprising. Of the starters. Shocking. That just, of the starters. That just means everyone's connected, right? They're yep. playing good team defense. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a holistic thing sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes you could point out, oh, that guy had a bad rating because he probably was the worst out of the group. But 
this team is looking very connected. It's very promising. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and you know, I think I think it all starts and ends with Dame. You know, I, I've noticed that he's putting in a more concerted effort on the defensive end, which is cool. Um, you know, he's not he's not having to score 30 and 40 points a game, which is nice. Um, but I think that's yeah. that's kind of a, a byproduct of him working harder on defense. I mean, I don't know if, if, if you've seen that as well, but as far as the eye test goes, like this man's putting in work on both ends of the court. Um, I, wh- what do the advanced stats say? I mean, wh- what was his plus uh, defensive rating, uh, plus minus? Let's see here. So for Dame, his defensive rating was 101.4. And league average is 110. So that means that he's playing better than league average. What's up? And then his, uh, let's see, his net rating. Oh, no, you're you're asking for plus minus. You know, that's in the traditional box score. Just one second. <laughs> <laughs> he was a plus 15. Plus there you 15. Go. So, I mean, that, that shows something, right? Eyeball test meets the stats. Right. It's, right. it's working out. Look, and, I think. And another thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, I think we hit that losing streak, which was, you know, it was probably good for us just to get smacked around a little bit, get get a little fire started underneath these guys. Um, yeah. But, you know, these, these past two games, they're promising. Granted, my little caveat here, the Pacers weren't at full strength. So we, we probably should have smacked them. But the Grizz True. game here was a good game. This was this it's was a good game. fantastic, all around great play yeah. by the whole team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Grizzlies right now. Let's see where they're sitting. They're, well, they're sitting eighth. I'm glad right now. I'm so glad they, you brought they need that up. Wins. I'm glad you brought they that up wins. because I yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I went and looked at the playoff picture if it started today. Guess who? Uh-huh. Guess who? Portland would be playing in the play-in tournament. The Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies. So I like our chances. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Problem is, we I beat mean, Memphis, we're on to Phoenix. And that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's actually a good transition to the all-NBA stuff that we want to get into. We're actually going to kind of steer away from just solely Blazers talk. We're going to talk general NBA, and I'm going to go over the NBA standings a little bit. So, like, here in the West right now, like you were saying, you know, the Blazers were in a little bit of a free fall. We were number seven, and we're one game back from the Mavs. We want to be, you know, at number six because we don't have to be in the play-in. And the Blazers... We actually own the tiebreaker between the Mavs, so that makes things very interesting. The hard part, though, is that the Blazers also have the toughest schedule um, left out of everybody. We have the toughest schedule, and the last three games are Utah, Phoenix, and Denver. The good part about that is maybe Utah, Phoenix, and Denver, they'll already be locked in, so who knows? Maybe they'll be resting their starters by then. And then going further, the Grizzlies have the easiest schedule left. But they own the tiebreaker against the Mavs. The Spurs, they also have a hard schedule. And then the Warriors, number 10, the Warriors. They own the tiebreaker over the Spurs. Their last game is against the Grizzlies, and the winner gets that tiebreaker. So the West literally is like a crapshoot right now. (laughs) There's so much shuffling. There's so many rules, too. It is absolutely insane. And then we go to the East. The 
The East is just a wild race from four to ten as well, and there's like different tiers when you're looking at when you're looking at the standings here. I mean, when you look at the East, probably the Nets, 76ers and Bucks. That's one tier, and then this next tier is probably the most interesting to me. The Knicks, the Hawks, the Celtics, and the Heat. So four, five, six, and seven. The reason why this is so interesting is because the New York Knicks are absolutely on fire. <laughs> absolutely on fire. And you know, what better person to help us with general NBA talk than our very own JJ from the Bay Area. JJ, how you living, my friend? Doing well, fellas. What's up? How's everyone doing? Doing good, good man. man. Doing good, brother. So happy uh, pre-draft day for the NFL, which is like <laughs> its own holiday in the sports world. And um, <laughs> I just wanted to ask you to, before we get into like the all NBA news, which this is kind of correlated to it. You know, thinking about how. And back in the day, it was all about, you know, building through the draft, building through the draft. Free agency, it could bode well, but, you know, I was just thinking about the Lakers. They drafted, um, you know, all this talent. They had Ingram, who's been tearing it up. Julius Randle, as you just mentioned with the Knicks, been tearing it up. Clarkson, pretty solid, right? Lonzo, I mean... Kind of, right. And <laughs> D'Lo, when he left the oh, yeah, Lakers, yeah, yeah. he was with the, mm-hmm. you know, he was a all-star. So I wanted to ask you two, you know, from what you've experienced watching the NBA, watching the Trailblazers, what reigns supreme in today's NBA? Is it building through the draft or using your draft equity mm. And trading for players or going for your free agents, your targeted free agents. I mean, I think it it depends Tim, on your whoa. position. I'm, I'm gonna pass it to you, brother. I I think it depends on okay, on, expl- on what, like what your position is right now, right? Like as far as like like if you're the Blazers, right, and you're sitting here scratching. At, at getting a playoff spot, right? Like, like you're you have to fight every time to make it to the second round of the playoffs. I think you got to go with the free agents, right? Because you don't have time to wait for the draft. You got an aging superstar. You just don't have time. Now, if you're somebody, I don't know, say like Sacramento Kings, like you could probably build through the draft. You probably don't need to be searching out there uh, in free agency for the for the next big superstar, right? Now, with that being said, I mean I don't think I don't think it's you know one or the other. I think I think to build a true championship team, you got to combine both of them. That's just, I mean that's just my thoughts, man. I mean you have to you have to grab at least one decent free agent, and you can build around that through the draft if 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 you need to when when you say free agent are you are you talking about like superstar free agent or just like star free agent i'm talking about superstar let's let's go for superstar 
Do you need super a superstar free agent to win a championship? So let's let's run our history for our fans here. Yeah, yeah. You have the Lakers who won the last championship. Who did they get from free agency or the trade? AD. AD, right? You have the Raptors, major superstar. Who did they get? Kawhi. Okay, yeah. now we could have a bit of an argument here. The Warriors, they KD. built through the draft, but they got mm-hmm. KD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Spurs built through the draft, but then before that, you have the Heat. Yeah. They they did have Wade, but their their main I don't know if you want to argue this their main dude was LeBron, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So if we go through just this decade, it was Chris Bosh. Do you think that? Chris Bosch. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Mario Chalmers, man. <laughs> yes, it's <definitely> Mario. <laughs> no, no, it's Ray Allen. <laughs> Come on, yeah, bro. It's Ray. Wait. It's Ray. <laughs> Ray Allen. <laughs> he saved that, man. He saved that. But go ahead, like break it down. What what do you think so, like right now is like what reigns supreme? So I think I think if you're so if I'm a GM. I think this is what we're what we're talking about, right? If you're mm-hmm. if you're a general manager of a team, what would you do? If if I'm a general manager for a team like like a team in LA, you got to you got to hit now. You got to hit right then and there fast as possible. So free agency is probably your best thing. But if you are somewhere where it's sort of not as a hot of a market, you have the time to build through the draft to possibly win a championship. But if you're just talking straight up win a championship, the basketball purist in me says build through the draft. Because, I mean, we're on a Blazers podcast here, and I think our team was mostly built through the draft, or at least our superstars were, and we want to see them succeed. So I would I would say build through the draft, but I don't... I don't know if that's going to win championships all the time. I mean, I could, I could really. Well, I guess I'm torn. Here's the thing. I'm torn. Here's the thing. I like what you're saying. Here's the thing. There's so many factors that go into this. You go the free agency route, you're going to be paying a lot of money, right? You're going to be shelling out tons of money. You're you're definitely going to be past that tax. You're overpaid. Now, if you go through the draft, you got to know what kind of talents out there. Right? If there's no talent coming in, you got nothing. Right? I mean, so I yeah. guess on one hand, you know what, for the most part, you know what you're going to get through free agency. But you got to have an owner or whoever it is calling those shots okay with overpaying. Right? So that's why I, that's why I'm saying it's got to be a combination of the two unless you strike big through the draft. And like, like if you know that there's talent coming up, right? So if you can be yeah. like, like if you're talking about building through the draft, like how, like, 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 we'll, we'll talk about the process, for example, right? Like, like you have all these picks, you can choose to use them or trade them. Oh man! If example, the 76ers used all those picks, who would they have, right? Like, do you do you do you think they would have had they would have built a championship? team with that like would they have a dynasty right now if they use those picks man if the if the 76ers drafted drafted um 
Shoot, why am I drawing a blank? Mark, like, Mark, like Fultz. What if it's, they traded Fultz for a For solid... Jason Tatum? Yes. For Jason Tatum? Yeah. That, that could have been a chip. I hate to say it. That could have been a chip. For sure. Tatum? Yeah, I mean, I... Ben Simmons? I, and Embiid? I'm just saying, like... That's nasty squad, yo. I'm just saying, like, like... You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Either way. Like, like... Yeah. Whatever it is, whichever... Here, let, let's play for... Go ahead. For argument's sake, I'll just say this. I'm just gonna go... With today's trend, I'm gonna go free agency route. Or trade. Okay. You know why? Why? There's only two loyal superstars, and one of them has won the championship. And I'm going to say that's Dame <laughs> and Curry. And Curry. That's true. Tell me when building through the draft of recent history has won a championship. They've all had, they all had to uh, obtain a superstar. Oh, no man. one's loyal. Yeah. That's true. I mean, that's yeah, a good that's, point. That's absolutely true. That's a good point. That's a great point. Actually, man, that that breaks my heart. It does. Like we're basketball. <laughs> That's players. awful. Yeah. Which like, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we grew up with Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Jordan, obviously, Kobe. Yeah. They all stayed with the same team. The Spurs, but mm-hmm. the modern generation, it's just like, do we just get these draft picks, build equity, and just trade away, as soon as we know they're not superstars? Yeah, and like the ultimate old head. I mean, uh, Doctor J. Julius Irving. He even criticized the Nets, didn't he? He did that recently. He said the Nets are just buying themselves a championship. Which is absolutely true. In my opinion. <laughs> They're the best team money can buy, right? They're... They are the best team I money mean, can buy. I mean, but the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, mean, the, you've, right. we've heard that for for ages about about the New York Yankees, right? But it still works out for them most of the time. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, since we got to talk about the home team here, how do you feel about the Blazers' outlook for this upcoming offseason? And, you know, it relates to tomorrow, which is the NFL draft. And I know I'm jumping ahead for next season, but to kind of conclude our conversation, do you think we trade... CJ for more draft picks or capitalize with free agency and trades? No, you for don't example, trade CJ. CJ. You don't you don't trade CJ for draft picks. That's you're mm-hmm. you're stabbing yeah. yourself in the foot, man. That's you don't do that. What you do is you trade CJ and most likely another player for a superstar talent, a game changer to pair with with Damian. That's what you do. Yeah. If if this I, honestly, like like I know I our listeners are are gonna hate me for it, and I hate myself for it. But if if I'm being as real as I can possibly be, you guys know I love yeah, CJ. I feel it. If I'm being as real as I can possibly be, the only yeah. way the Blazers have a legit title chance year after year, or at least until you know whoever we bring in's contract runs out is to get that superstar to pair with Dame because right now they can't compete with these other super teams. They just can't. And especially when they have suboptimal defense, it's just not going to happen. 
Ouch. I mean, I I 100% agree with you though. Like CJ, I mean, he's, he's such a great blazer, you know? He's so fun to watch and we've seen him grow. But he just, he's not that dude. He's not that guy that's gonna get us the chip. And I, it sucks to say it. I love, I love watching Stefan Urkel <laughs> ball out like that. <laughs> I love seeing it. But yeah, I, I, I agree. Trade, trade for another superstar. I guess we'll just have to wait. Maybe Blazers will yeah. surprise us all during the postseason. This, this is the last season. This is the last yeah. season, guys, with Stotts and this crew. I mean, I hate to say it. Yeah. The only way it's not the last season is for somehow, somehow, some way, we get to the Western Conference Finals. But that's ugh, literally I don't know. the only way. Only way. All right. So, um, with all this draft talk, the Nets, you know, didn't build through the draft. And they're sitting at the high seed for the East. But there are some concerns because their big three have limited time playing together. And, you know, if we compare last year's postseason with the Clippers, Kawhi and Paul George, they didn't really play together. And there's been criticism, and that was probably the main complaint why they didn't win. Do you foresee a problem with the Nets? Do you think there's a potential first round knockout? Maybe second round? Tim, what, what do you think? I mean, it depends on who they play, right? Um, I think they'll probably get out of the first round, but, you know, with with their injury concerns, I mean, it's it's a, it's the same reason why it's the same reason why Chris Paul never gets anywhere in the playoffs. He always gets injured. So, yeah, you know, K, KD's an amazing talent, man. The guy is phenomenal, but you know, after his his what what was it? His Achilles? Is that what it was? That he yeah, blew? Yeah. His Achilles. I mean, after his Achilles, he's kind of been a little injury prone, right? Um, you know, we'll see if if the other guys can stay healthy. I mean, I I have I have faith that that Harden's probably going to play, you know, all throughout the playoffs. I I, I don't maybe correct me if I'm wrong but I don't think he's really had many injury prone seasons right no he he hasn't and um, I'm I'm actually I'm concerned for the Nets and the reason why I'm concerned for the Nets is because we haven't seen those three on the court very often but they're still winning we've all talked about they're still winning but the thing that we've talked about is how is that going to work Right when Harden got mm-hmm. traded there, we said, "How is that going to work?" And you don't want to figure that out in the playoffs because if you run into a team with a great coach who's really gonna clamp down on what you like to do, and you don't know how the other players are going to react in certain situations, that's scary. That's scary. Yeah, but that's then true. again, the Nets are relatively deep. I mean, Joe Harris isn't a slouch. Neither is Shamit. Um, and then Nicholas Claxton, like he's been a really good player as well for them. So I think there's hope because, I mean, 
there is a saying that, you know, talent is going to rise to the top, especially during the playoffs, and the Nets are definitely deep on talent. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I would see them, like, exiting the first round, but I think that first round is going to be a lot more interesting than people think. Do you think if they reach the finals that the Lakers could beat them? That'll be an easy win? I'm, I, I'm going with the Lakers. I hate to say this, but I, I, I would go with the Lakers in that situation. Tim, what, I would agree what were you going to say? Too. No, I was just going to say I, I would go with the Lakers, too. Uh, I think that would be a fun uh, uh, finals to watch. But, you know, I, I I just don't think Brooklyn can keep up with the Lakers. You know, they have an yeah. easy time in the, the East right now, rolling over cats that don't really have anybody on their squads. <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, uh, as as... I mean, the Lakers, they're, yeah. man, like Kuzma, Kuzma's having a great year this year. Also, like randomly, Ben McLemore is doing well. I mean, his his played out Wesley Matthews, which is like absolutely surprising. And then you think about their, they acquired Andre Drummond. And I don't think Andre Drummond's ever played with a, facilita- a, fa- a facilitator, excuse me, like a LeBron James. Can you imagine when LeBron James actually gets back on the court and we could see Drummond at the same time? What that's going to be like? Yeah. And then, even if that doesn't work out well, they still have Mark Gasol to come off the bench. Like, that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so AD the amount of... Over. Seriously. And then, yeah, or AD. I mean, I want to say that for most of the playoffs in the bubble last year, AD played a lot of the five. So, who knows? Maybe... Maybe we don't even see those players very much, but they have very high-level backups, which is what you need for the playoffs and backups that already look like they're vibing well. And we just don't know that about the Nets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, you don't even know if Kyrie's gonna play. He might, right? He might have a family function to cry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's look, true. I, I think it's definitely I, I wanna... gonna be a chemistry issue with Brooklyn when it if it, it gets to that point. Yeah, I mean, who does New York cheer for if the Knicks so happen to play the Nets in a series? The Knicks. Depends on where you're from, but guaranteed the Knicks. The Nets are the Clippers of (laughs) the West Coast, dude. Only better. Like, better than the the Clips have ever been. (laughs) That's true. Isn't that crazy? That's such a crazy thought to me. Because the Nets, they've got all the superstar talent. They've got all the superstars, right? Yeah. I mean, the reason you would think that the the reason why the Lakers are still better than the Clips are because they've got the superstars right now, but the Nets have the superstars. And it seems like New York is just rallying behind the Knicks. And I kind of love it. I kind of love it. It's it's fun. When the Knicks... When the Lakers were bad... They were terrible, and yeah. the Clippers had CP3, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, yep. Reddit, yeah. and the Lakers, you know, they had more fans for their games against the Clippers than Clipper fans. But you know what? It's it's good for the NBA when the Knicks are doing well. You know, when you when yes. you think about, when you talk to people about the NBA, 
like the first one of the first names you know uh teams that come out of people's mouth are the knicks the celtics the lakers like the, the knicks are always in the conversation so you know it's i love the fact that the knicks are playing well yeah the yeah. last time we saw them in the you know they were the talk of the nba was three decades ago patrick ewing <laughs> it's about time yeah yeah it's it's about time and thing is is that like the fun thing about the knicks is that they just have a bunch of talent that used either used to be good or were supposed to be good and now they just so happen to be playing really really well together mm-hmm. i mean nerland's noel was a high draft pick Derek rose high draft pick and then you also have rj barrett and then obi toppin his good quickly is good um i'm just going through the roster quickly here he's making a quiet case for rookie of the year yeah and then like julius julius freaking randall julius Rand, how can Unreal. this guy get more mvp love can like honestly can he get more mvp love i mean he's gonna win at least most improved player of the year Points per game, 23.9. Rebounds per game, 10.4. Assists per game, 6. Those are all career highs for him. And you know what's absolutely crazy? So in 2019-2020, he averaged 27.7% for 3. Guess what his average is this year? 418 Wow. 41.8. I was not going to guess that. He was high. shooting God. He was shooting 3.6 threes a game last year. This year, he is shooting 5.3. So he's almost doubled his his volume and his shooting at 41.8%. Are you freaking joking me? Get this That's man insane. some love. Because he is absolutely carrying this team and carrying pretty much the spirit of all of New York. And it's been so much fun to watch. They have a team that's lovable. I, I'm going to say it. They have a team that's actually really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Just and let them play the Nets, please. And, yes. <laughs> please. That's please be to awesome. see this. I'm just saying it. Like NBA, like pay, like pay, pay the refs. Pay, pay the refs it. to set this up, please. <laughs> I thought we were trying to get away from that. But they don't do that. They don't do that ever. Anyway, we're going to go to our next segment, and that, of course, is called Giving Props. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top-tier athletes in their respective sports. For example, tomorrow's DFS features Luca's point total at 28.5. If you pick the over, it was worth 95 points. If you pick the under, it was worth 105 points. Thrive Fantasy also has Kevin Durant's assist total at 4.5. If you pick the over, it was worth 80 points. If you pick the under, it was worth 120 points. It's a fun and easy way to get into fantasy. Use promo code BUSTED when you sign up today, and you will receive an instant deposit match up to $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Indeed, prop up today, and I'm going to start with our definition, and that, of course, is giving applause, giving kudos to a certain person, story, or situation. So, Tim, 
JJ, I want to know, do you give this props? Paul Pierce, he was recently fired by ESPN for a Instagram live video with some professional dancers. And he recently had an Instagram post about what he has been up to since. RJ, our video producer, on the next slide there is a video. He's in this giant room, he lifts his camera up, and it looks like a huge room full of marijuana, and it looks like he's going to start his own company. JJ, I'm going to start with you. Do you give Paul Pierce props? Yeah, are you sure it was those plants? I thought it was like Japanese maple leaves. (laughs) (laughs) I could be wrong. The video's a little small. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... In terms of, you know, the American dream, he played his, you know, he played ball, he went into a commentary, and now he's into entrepreneurship, so I, I give him props. He's not breaking any laws. Maybe it's for medical reason. Maybe it's for, for recreational. I'm not going to judge you. You do you, Paul Pierce. Props. Tim, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know if I can give him credit for the... Uh... That slogan there, Pipe Pierce. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't give know. Like that. you Come need to, now. you need to hire someone to get a little more creative than that. But uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, man, I'll give him props. I'll give him props for for you know starting this new venture. I mean, this whole marijuana thing kind of reminds me of uh, uh, you know prohibition back in the day, right? Like. We don't really know why it was illegal. Like, anyway, we're not going to get into the weeds, if you will, on that one. But, uh, right. you know, yeah, man, there's tons of people starting starting these these cannabis businesses. And, you know, who knows? Who knows what he's starting it for? It could be, you know, there's a lot of stuff made from hemp, too. A lot of lotions, a lot of, you can make hemp rope. There's a lot of stuff you can make from hemp. So, you know, what whatever he's going to do with it, uh, props to him, man. Yeah, you know I'm I'm gonna give him props too. Um, the only way that I'm not going to give him props is that he kind of told on himself. Like he had an Instagram live video with like dancers in the background. Come on, man. Maybe he was a little inebriated during that time. <laughs> he kind of snitched on himself. But Paul Pierce, if you're going into entrepreneurship, like JJ said, I'm gonna give you props. It's just. You're going to have to compete with the Purple Urkel, man. You're going to have to compete. And for the next story, Worldstar actually just posted a video of a couple of gentlemen in a foot race. I'm going to assume that they were probably inebriated. But RJ, play that video, my friend. So here they are. They're lined up. They take off. One gentleman falls down. Everyone starts laughing, but he takes <laughs> off. He starts running his heart out. Oh! And he falls <laughs> face first into a parked car. Tim Johnson, do you give this man props? The man that crushed his skull against a parked car? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he won though, right? He won though. He did. That's that's but did that's he? putting your body on the line to secure a win. 
Mad props to that fool. <laughs> Mad props from Tim. JJ, what do you think, my friend? Yeah, props, man. You made us laugh. You humiliated yourself in front of millions on Instagram. And most importantly, <laughs> and you we- won. And you won. Props. You know, I feel like we all won watching that video. So I'm going to give it props to our last one. This one's a little racy. So guys, do not get us canceled here. Tyrese was trending on Twitter yet again. And it's always for the wrong reasons. This time, his girlfriend posted a video clip of Tyrese... Let's just say shaving her. RJ, we're not going to run that video. (laughs) We're not going to run that video. I'm just going to describe it. Basically, it just shows her legs in the air and Tyrese's bald head. And then a caption. Tim, do you give Tyrese or the girlfriend props for this? He's speechless. (laughs) He's he's either speechless or frozen, but either way, this is a very appropriate response. JJ. He bookmarked it. He's busy bookmarking it on all his web browsers. Sorry. He's going to watch it later. He's going to get some tips from Tyrese. Yeah, completely understandable. Tim, sorry you're frozen or you're just speechless. Either way, that wraps up today's podcast. JJ, thank you, my friend, for being on. Thank you, gentlemen. Until next time. And of course, shout out to my co-host, Tim Johnson. And then last but not least, we have JJ, I mean RJ, our video producer, giving us what we want. And actually, one more thank you. Of course, the fans. How could I forget the fans, the Busted Bucket fans? You're just always talking to us on Twitter, always giving us replies, giving us ideas. Just makes life so easy. So, Tim, what you got to say? Well, that's it for this episode. Don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying. Remember to stay safe out there, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening.